Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Thursday for the same thoughtful support to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. Okay, this is the Thanksgiving episode. And I just wanted to say, Thank you so much for listening. We started this show last year, right around Thanksgiving. In fact, I believe the first episode was a Thanksgiving episode. It might have been like the day before Thanksgiving. But I really am so grateful. And I feel like there are so many things that you can listen to. And time is so valuable. And it's so limited. And I really feel honored and just thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really do appreciate it. And, you know, some of these themes we've talked about throughout. And one of the things I've heard from many of you is that the repetition of some of these things have helped it really stick into your own routine. So that's what I'm really hoping with this episode. And as I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking about this whole week and this whole week with clients and I see clients every single day is that people have feelings about Thanksgiving. And the thing about it is that it's ranged. It's ranged from people who are just like really 10 out of 10 excited. They have really great relationships with their families. There's nothing kind of off. The vibes are right. They're just psyched. And so it ranges from that to people who have fraught relationships and who may have a hard time with having like a big family style dinner and how do they not overeat during that time. And so it's just something that I've been thinking a ton about how I could make this helpful for you guys. And what I kept on telling people was this idea that even if you have the kind of perfect situation, If you are going somewhere and presumably for a lot of people staying somewhere else, usually in someone else's house, even if it's a really, really great situation, that can be destabilizing. And I've talked about that a ton on this show that like there are 
really, really happy transitions that make it destabilizing for people. I think people moving in with their significant others, weddings, exciting, really beautiful things, house guests that you're really excited for can be destabilizing. It can make it harder sometimes for us to act in our own best interest. It can take us out of ourselves. It can make us look outward more. And so today's episode is really just these tools that we've talked about a bunch that help bring us back. And it's funny because I have clients that have also been longtime listeners. And I was on the phone yesterday with somebody and she was saying that she she has a really beautiful situation with her and her fiance. They have this great house. They feel really comfy there. And she is going to Florida for the next six weeks. And they're going to be bouncing around a little from there. But the circumstances in which she's going to Florida are like lovely circumstances. But she is feeling a little bit like, ooh, how do I do this? And and I think it's really smart for her to be thinking about it because again, really exciting things like being away for a couple weeks, again, can be destabilizing. And so I brought up some of these themes that which I knew that she had heard on here before. And she was like, you know, I've heard you talk about them before, but every time you talk about them, I get maybe a little bit closer to actually doing them. And I feel like this time is when she's actually going to do it. So she described to me a scenario, which isn't exactly Thanksgiving, but it is kind of a family dynamic thing, which is that her family's place is in Boca and they have this like big, beautiful buffet every day. And so she was like, you know, when I'm at home eating my lunch at home, I'm kind of usually with myself or with my husband and I'm not really looking so outward, but being at a buffet where everything's amazing and there's these things that you wouldn't normally have, it does kind of take you out of it. And she's also someone, and we've also talked about this before, of how we are all kind of socialized and it's a good thing to attune to other people. So when we're out to dinner or lunch or any meal with another person, we are paying attention to what they're doing and how much they're eating. And in a lot of cases, if we're not really attuned to ourselves as well, we can end up kind of mimicking them in a way, even if you're not really aware of it. And so I felt like for her, and this has been a touchstone of the practice and my book and everything is, if you can and you want to, Eat with your non-dominant hand. It's a really, really amazing tool because no one really has to know and you don't have to announce it and it's pretty easy to do, but it does help you focus in on eating while you're eating. And it's something that I really, really, really believe in. And it's something that she's going to try for the first time. So it's not like you have to try it at Thanksgiving, but I would say maybe if this week it's going to be you know longer than a day with with a bunch of people that maybe you're not always around, again, even if it's under the best circumstances, I would try this eating with your non-dominant hand. It helps take you out of that cruise control mentality where you're actually paying attention to what you're doing while you're doing it. And I've talked about this idea of mindfulness. And I think we all know that we are supposed to be more mindful in everything we do, but how do you actually do that? I myself, I, I, I'll admit, I don't have a specific meditation practice, but I do have some things I do that do take me into this paying more attention to what I'm doing while I'm doing. And I'm a really big believer in little things like that that can just make it more realistic to actually do those things. The other thing that I have talked about a bunch, but I'm not anywhere close to being done with is when you can put it on a plate. I've talked about this idea and it happens especially 
during Thanksgiving time where people take these little sneaky bites of pie. And the issue with it isn't that you're having pie. It's that, A, I really want the indulgences that you have to be conscious indulgences. I really do believe if something is really worth it to you and you want it, then have it. But we have to savor it and we have to pay attention to it and actually have it register. And I think in order to do that, we have to put it on a plate. The other issue with doing the sneaky bites is that usually the sneaky bites end up becoming what would have been like a sliver of pie. So instead of getting to enjoy it, like sitting down, paying attention to it, you're parsing it out into these sneaky bites and you're not getting to enjoy it the same way. So please, please, please sit down with your food. No sneaky bites. Anything is on the table, but I really, really, really want you to be thoughtful about it. So she's going to try that for the first time. I highly recommend it. So those are two things that I just really stand by. And again, you probably have heard me talk about them if you have listened to the show, but I am understanding that that repetition is helpful. So again and again and again, when you can, pay more attention to eating while you're eating. Today's episode is brought to us by Caraway. I honestly, I can't believe we actually got them as sponsors because I I would talk about them for free and have many, many times. And maybe that's why they are. I'm so obsessed with this brand. Okay, so we know... Caraway makes great cookware, but I am obsessed with their Tupperware. Now, I will say this is an investment. This is nice. This is fancy, but it is so nice to have nice Tupperware. And I have to say, I think it's something like, you know, when you get nice workout clothes and then you're more into working out and you make it a priority. That's kind of how I feel about food prep lately. I have this beautiful Tupperware now and I actually have space for it. It also comes with these little dividers. So it's not like a mishmash in your cabinet. And I look at it and I'm like, I should prep some chicken right now. I should chop some veg for later. It is so wonderful. It looks so good in your fridge and it really has made me want to prep more. The other thing about it that I really, really appreciate it is that the Tupperware, you can actually like bake and roast in it and then literally put a lid on and put that in your fridge. So you're spending less time cleaning things. Really a fan of that. It also, and I think this is worth mentioning, comes in like really, really cute, chic colors. And it's the kind of thing that just like genuinely looks good in your fridge. And it makes you, again, want to do it more and want to take really good care. Also, Caraway products are made completely without any toxic materials ever or any hard to pronounce chemicals. Really appreciate that. As you can tell, I am a huge fan. Visit carawayhome.com and use the code GOOD for 10% off. And don't forget, their once a year saving event starts now. Caraway non toxic cookware made modern. What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening, and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. The other thing that we have talked about a bunch and I talk about a ton of my practice is this idea of connecting to our fullness. 
I've brought up this idea that I think everyone on the planet knows what it feels like to be overly stuffed. And in the most non-judgmental way, kind of closing your eyes, really connecting to your body and maybe you're recalling a time where you overate and it didn't feel good. I know for myself, it's that very much overstuffed suitcase feeling. And it's just, even if the meal was fantastic and the flavors were amazing and everything about it was spectacular, it took me out of like really enjoying that to being like, I'm uncomfortable. And then I think everyone on the planet knows what it, it feels like to be hungry. But this idea of what does it feel like to be 25% full? What does it feel like to be 50% full? What does it feel like to be 75% full? And I really, really, really believe in connecting to that. And so maybe today, if you were listening to this on the day it was intended, this is a Wednesday, so tomorrow's Thanksgiving, maybe take a moment today and kind of connect to that. I think there's really something to it. And I think there's something to listening to your body, again, with this idea of nothing's off the table, especially in this circumstance. But how do you walk away from this meal feeling really good? And by feeling really good, I mean having had indulged in the things that were worth it to you and ideally not like feeling like that overstuffed feeling where then you just feel uncomfortable. The other thing that comes up a lot during this time, but I was reminded of recently was I was talking to a client yesterday and she has lost some weight and she feels really good. And she was in Vegas with her friends and some of her family. And a couple people made some comments to her, essentially kind of accusing her of being on Ozempic. Now, there's nothing wrong with being on Ozempic. I've talked about it a bunch on here before, which is I think that if you can and have the ability to do it the slow and steady way, I would recommend doing that. There are circumstances where I I do understand people using it. I have clients that use it. They were on it previous to us working together. And that's something that I really want to normalize also. But they were kind of like, oh, we know you're on Ozempic. And, and she really was offended in a way that she felt essentially that if she had been on Ozempic, people would have judged her for that. And now, even though she didn't, people are kind of judging her for that also. And people were kind of a little bit too much in her business on the food front. Again, I want to just say right off the bat that I have clients in my practice who are eating disorder clients who I help through dealing with eating disorders. And in those cases, of course, there are circumstances where people have been concerned in the past. So like, I'm not trying to say that if your family and friends are concerned about you, then we're niching that. We understand that. And that's something that happens in day-to-day life. But I am talking about people being too much into the sauce on your own journey when you're clearly just like on a healthy path. And it made me think about this idea that we talked about recently about setting boundaries with people. And I've talked about this week with other people who are also gearing up for those comments like, oh, I noticed you're having less pie than you did last year. Or, oh, are you sure you don't want like an extra serving of mashed potatoes like everyone else is doing? Whatever the comments are, I think, again, approaching it with warmth And humor goes such a long way in the same way, truly, that I talked to Oliver. I talked about my client who had a weird comment from a friend and how it really does take me back to that idea of parenting a five-year-old 
where you have to say no all the time, but you want them to know that you love them and that you care about them and you're not like niching everything that they're saying. And it's very much like, I'm so sorry. I can't let you talk to me like that, but I love you so much. Why don't we talk about this? I think truly in the same way, guys, I'm getting a lot of comments on this, not really open for feedback, but like, how about we discuss Taylor Swift? You know, whatever it is, warmth, humor goes such a long way. The other thing that I have been talking about this week with clients is this idea of for so many of us, when we go back home, we kind of regress and we kind of feel like we're kids. And for me, I feel like I'm in the back of like a sweaty station wagon and my thighs are stuck to the seat that has like literal goldfish crumbs in it. And I have no agency over where we're going or what we're doing. And you feel like I'm just a part of whatever anyone else wants to do. And that is not the case, but I think it can really feel that way. I think that when you are with your family or you're in a family structure, you can start to feel like you are a 10-year-old who has no agency. And I think what can happen with that is that you actually just like feel trapped and you feel like, oh, well, I just can't make a thoughtful choice because I'm just like a little kid. And what I have said to a bunch of people this week, which is why I think it's worth mentioning here, is this idea of if you feel like you are at the house and you don't have the things that you need or the things that you want, make a grocery run. Everyone appreciates that. Pile some kids in a car, take a load off, go get things, prepare things and bring them back. And I really do think everyone, especially a host, is going to appreciate having people be happy and have what they want there. So if you know that there's not going to be a great option for you on the table, why don't you go get it? Why don't you make it? Why not make it like a family affair? Make it a friend affair. I think that that's really fun. And I think it's taking the power back. I think so many of us can feel just not in our power in those circumstances. And I think that it is our own doing and us kind of lying to ourselves about what we have control over. It might be a little late for this, but last year I did share about a client that I had who went to her boyfriend at the time's family's house for Thanksgiving, now her husband. And on the table, everything had sugar in it, not just the pie, which it should have sugar in it, but the turkey and the vegetables and the carrots and the Brussels sprouts and the whole thing. And it just wasn't what she wanted. And the thing about it is that she kind of knew ahead of time going into it that that's kind of how they all cooked. And she ended up really wanting the mother-in-law, the future mother-in-law to really love her. So she kind of ate and indulged in this way that was not what she wanted for herself, but was what she was hoping the mother-in-law would like. And after the meal on Thanksgiving, picking this huge fight with her future husband because she was just so mad at herself that she abandoned herself in the moment. So I don't know if you're listening to this late on Wednesday, it may not be the time to like change up the whole Thanksgiving menu. But if there's something like a big, beautiful salad or roasted vegetables or something that you would want to bring to the table that you feel like would add in some way, most hosts would really appreciate that because no one wants you to not have something and not enjoy the meal. So I would just say that in addition to tuning into yourself, not indulging for the reasons of like being cool and trying to impress someone. And if you can, and if you want to put something on the table that you would really love to have, 
Okay, now a couple shit I'm lovings because I do build this into each solo episode and people are continuing to like that. And so I will continue to do it. The first is Adina Sussman's cookbook. It's called Shabbat. It's really beautiful and it's been really meaningful for me, especially lately. And it's all kind of like Jewish cookery, but I've talked about this idea of my family coming from essentially the Jewish ghetto and those foods being incredibly grounding and comforting to me. And I spoke this Saturday at the InGoop Health Summit, and I actually was on stage with another RD. Her name is Maya Feller. She's amazing. And we were talking about this idea that she talks a lot about in her cookbook, which is eating for your roots and how special it is to eat like your ancestors. And the thing that was extra cool about that for me was that we're both RDs. We're both really science-based. We both have like the same education and read research and are really rigorous in that way. But there's also some things you can know just kind of in your bones. And that's how I really felt about like eating for your roots. Like when I eat chicken and chicken fat and kraut and cabbage, especially when I'm feeling like destabilized or like I need some grounding, like it really, really helps. So I do love Adina Sussman's book. I will link it. I think it's special and spectacular and just like really good ideas for just like, especially like braised chicken, which you know I'm obsessed with, but also this idea of eating for your roots. So whatever your roots are, I just, I really recommend that. The next is that So Oliver got a digital camera for my parents for his birthday in June. And by the way, I really recommend that just as a gift for a kid. It's not expensive or anything. It's definitely a kid's digital camera, but it is very interesting to see what they take pictures of. And it's very cool in and of itself. But he loves taking pictures of me and he loves taking pictures of us. And there was one picture in particular he took of us. And I have to say, I just really didn't like this picture of myself. It brought up all my insecurities. I felt like my nose looked huge and I just, I I didn't love it. And so we were going through the pictures and he was telling me what pictures he loved and he was asking me my opinions on which ones I loved. And so anytime he showed me a picture of, of him, I would be like, I love this 10 out of 10, amazing. And, you know, most of the pictures of us, I would be like, amazing, amazing, because I'm with you. And then we got to the picture that I really, really didn't like. And if it was taken by a friend, I would have been like, you have to delete that off your phone. And I asked him what he thought of the picture. And I'm so glad I asked him first. And he was like, I love this picture of us. I love this picture of you. And who knows what it was that he loved that picture of Mia. But I realized that it was so much bigger than how I looked. It was the way we were holding each other and you could tell that we were having fun together. And I'm really glad that I kind of bit my tongue in the moment and didn't go into why I didn't like it and the ways that I felt insecure about it. And it just made me think of this idea of how I think for so long, I remember, you know, my mom hating every photo of herself and knowing what all her insecurities were. And having that just be kind of a touchstone of femalehood of like, I hate my this, I hate my that, I I don't look good in this. And it really was helpful and it really was something that came through him. And it's something that I recommend, like have a kid take a, an unattractive photo of yourself and then truly don't say anything about that thing. I highly, highly recommend that. And then the last is a dressing that I've just been really obsessed with. 
And I've been telling clients about it. And I feel like, I don't know, it's fun to have kind of like a light salad dressing if you feel like you're having a ton of indulgences this week and you wanted just something light and bright. So the dressing is a tablespoon of toasted sesame oil. You could use hot toasted sesame oil if you wanted to. I then do a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, a tablespoon of coconut aminos, and a tablespoon of rice vinegar and salt. It's so, so beautiful. I love it on purple cabbage. It's been my hyperfixation meal, and I'm actually really trying to not do it as much so that I don't burn it out. But those are some things that I'm really, really loving. I would love to hear from you if there's anything that you're loving, anything that you missed, anything that you want to share about Thanksgiving, anything that really worked for you, anything that was challenging for you. I'm always here. Come find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. We will be back next week on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.